What's up, everyone? Welcome to a special episode of That Creative Life, because I am here with the Jonathan Hill, who is, we're both pretty uh, sniffy, because I'm hearing myself in the... Sniffly. Sniffly. That's the right word. Um, you know, we might have escaped COVID-19 in New York City, but we did not escape spring allergies in Texas. No, it's murdering me. Mm-hmm. My face hurts, so yeah. I sound weird, and I'm sorry. Yeah. But special episode today because we're going to do like an update podcast with John and Sarah. And if you're new here to that creative life and you've been listening to all of the good, amazing, awesome interviews from the guests that we've had in the in the previous episodes, like Michelle Carre, um, Michelle Obama, Michelle Obama. Why am I blanking? I mean, we've had Marquez on. I know. I'm like, (laughs) why? Yeah. I mean, so many good episodes. Your average consumer at New York City, silly (laughs) at New York City, Uh, Hank Green. Um, So if you don't want to listen to us goofballs, you can go back to some some classic interview episodes. But um, John Hill is a YouTuber pro skater and my fiance. So this will be an episode where you can get to know me a little bit more and also get to know um, my other half. Because we live a lot of life together, but we don't make a lot of YouTube videos or make a lot of content with each other now. Well, especially now. So, We're spending yeah. a lot of life together. Oh my gosh, a lot of life together. So we, I went to Twitter and Instagram and asked for questions. And the amount of questions that we got, because we only made a couple of videos about um, in the beginning of March when things were getting crazy with COVID. Um, we decided to pack up a car and drive to Texas and live with my parents until things settled down. So it was before the essential business closures and stuff like that. Um, so I guess we're kind of here indefinitely and we're going to ask, we're going to answer some questions about that, but also just general life stuff and how we're handling these things as YouTubers, which is a weird time to be a YouTuber, to be honest. It is strange. It's really hard to get motivated to do creative things, I feel like. So yeah. I feel like anyone out there who's a freelancer or does something similar to us. They might be able to relate. Yeah. And, and it might be helpful. Struggling. A little yeah. struggling. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I hope you guys enjoy this episode. And before we get into it, thank you so much, BNH, for sponsoring this podcast. BNH is a group of people who are passionate about the things you're passionate about, from photography to film to music art, technology, creating, and imagining. Um, I am such a big fan of BNH because I'm, I live in New York City. I get all of my gear there, photo, video, laptops, iPads. Uh, BNH is the largest non-chain electronics retailer in the U.S. So I'm just here to let you know if you are in New York City, you can actually still pick up gear at the BNH Superstore within 30 minutes in NYC. So a 30-minute pickup time. Of course, the Super store is closed um, along with a lot of other retail, um, but you can still pick up gear. And then there's also free next day shipping in the state of New York. And then they're also still shipping worldwide. So you can always go and check out on their website, bnhphoto.com to get some updates on their shipping times. You know, sometimes just the show has to go on. 
if you're staying at home doing your part, but hey, you want to get into live streaming, I just recently bought, um, what's it called? The Elgato HD 60S Plus. I think that's what it's called because y'all, I am getting into Animal Crossing in a big way. If you want to check out the latest and greatest gear, just go to bnhphoto.com and they also have some really great resources, videos. They have the BNH Explorer blog, which helps you inform your purchases. Um, so thank you, BNH, for sponsoring this video. You can go to bnhphoto.com or check out the links in the show notes below for all of my gear, this podcasting gear. If you want to know the microphone I'm speaking into right now or the recorder I'm using to record this audio um, or the cameras that I usually use, again, those podcast links are always in the show notes below. And without further ado, enjoy everyone. Okay, so we're going to start on Twitter and then we'll make our way to the Instagram questions. Instagram was lit. I mean, we probably had like three or four questions and thank you so much for that. <laughs> we literally probably had like 600 responses. Really? Yeah. It was just insane. Um, I didn't think that we were interesting people, but a lot has happened. But we are, is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the past few months, we've got engaged. Uh, a pandemic has happened and we have essentially moved in with my parents it's a lot. <laughs> That's in so, one month? Or in like a two, couple months, Two yeah. or three months. Oh so gosh. all I'm saying is after three years of dating and, you know, a year engagement, if you can survive living with your in-laws for two months, I think we can survive anything. I think we can, but we still have about three more weeks to figure it probably, out. Probably. So probably. I might bail next week. Okay. Let's not. We'll have to do an update. <laughs> Okay, let's just hop into the questions. And we can spend 10 seconds on one or 10 minutes. It's up to you because we have unlimited questions, okay? Sounds good to me. This one's a good one from Christina who actually edits these podcasts. How is John staying so productive during this time? Is it because he can still do the one thing he loves? For example, skating. Would his world implode if he couldn't skate? Because I was wondering that too because... Y'all, really, me, I'll have one productive day and I'll have two days of like Animal Crossing and just staring at the ceiling. So even though I'm still getting work done, it, I, for the first time in a while, I'm having a very difficult time with this. It, it feels like I'm back in college, like procrastinating on college work that I don't want to do. But it's like, actually, I'm procrastinating on YouTube. But you, you have a routine, bro. I think You're it's, crushing it. You know what I think it is with you, at least? I think it's because you can recluse back into childhood Sarah because you're in your hometown home. So I think it's easy for you to be like, this is what I used to do. I used to just sit here and relax and watch things. Except I didn't sit here and relax. I guess Me not. as a child was a very frantic human trying to figure out life but it, i mean it, fe it feels it has this homey vibe compared to new york city of us being yeah, in the apartment yeah. and having to wake up and just be like there's the outside world of people running around killing it right anyways I'm talking about you and we're talking about me yeah and that's what's important exactly right? you for me it's easy because it's it is the opposite i'm here and i feel like i'm not reclusing at all into like some you know i'm in your parents home yeah which is amazing and thank you guys for the opportunity of letting me be here but for me i <laughs> for need... the record it was your idea to it was come my here idea. yeah you're right no it totally was so guys i did not force him to come here it was totally my idea and then i was like well it was my idea to come to texas yes yeah it wasn't my idea to stay at well, the parents. what did you think we were going to do? I thought we were going to stay at a hotel for like indefinite future. And spend two different rents? Well, I figured you would pay for it and I would just sit back and go, 
Thanks. God. Thanks, honey bunny. <laughs> but yeah. So anyways, back to the question. <laughs> I think for me, I need to be doing things to kind of stay distracted anyways. But I also really, really enjoy the things that I get to do. So skateboarding, yes. Would I implode without it? I don't think so. Because I have like... Um, excuse me? I have like three or four hobbies that I love doing. I mean, John, so- if you don't skate for two days, you turn into a monster a monster a monster how so it's hard to live with you remember just the winters in new york city when we're not in california you just okay i think a monster i think you should say like i turn into edgar Allan poe where i'm really depressed not a monster you're comparing yourself to edward yeah i'm just as intelligent as him too and i write just as good poetry no i i I said edward i meant edgar sorry guys (laughs) (laughs) i said edward no i i think i'm not a monster i don't become mean i become sad boy yes yeah monster makes it sound like i'm like aggressive and i go like oh that's I hate true, everything. That's true. No, no you I'm become like very sad and you're very depressing to be around yeah okay and you good. just have to like kind of <laughs> see that's not that. as bad yeah the other one sounds scary yeah i mean if i don't do physical activities so during the winter in new york i'm stuck inside yeah. and if i go outside it feels worse like you feel like you're even more stuck but with skateboarding it's just a way to go outside and explore and like have a little yeah. adventure for me during the summer and during this heat if i didn't have skating I think I could survive with the next two weeks. I could just go do physical things and explore and have fun. All I need to do is like change up the pace once in a while. And I don't know. So to answer your question, Christina, I just, he's a machine. I just enjoy doing those things so I can do them 24 seven. And I like things like distracting. And I will say when it comes to my YouTube videos, it feels like I'm going back to the whiteboard every single time. And for John's videos, he really does have a good flow. Like you, you do have things figured out. You start with a title and you spend hours on your title and then, but it is similar themes. You out and about skateboarding every single video. So there's no surprises. Right. So I think it's very easy for you to get in that pocket. Yeah. I don't have to shock anyone. I have like a set of 30 keywords that just seem to work every time. So I kind of just base these titles around fun ideas that I know I'll enjoy, but using those keywords. What is your process for titling videos? I, right now. Because he's like a YouTube guru, I feel like. Well, now I literally have a list of like 15 different title concepts that seem to have worked. And I actually create a list with the thumbnails of the videos that have really popped off. So now it's a list of maybe 30 videos that recently have hit 300K plus. And all I have to do is look at those titles and then I can sort of mix and match them as well. Like if one's about like a price and then one's about skate stoppers, I'll be like, these skate stoppers cost $500. I just combined the titles. See, that's smart. Yeah. See, if I tried, if I spent like a percentage of time coming up with titles and thumbnails like you, I feel like I would be crushing it. I really feel like I need to hire you as a consultant. But that's, but it is just as much effort and it's not actually fun at all. Like yeah. sitting there trying to come up with new well, titles for me is the worst part about YouTube. <laughs> that's why I don't do it. <laughs> totally. But it would obviously be worth it because I mean, you're kind of crushing it right now. It makes everything else easier. Yeah. The filming process and the editing process turn into nothing. Like yeah. it becomes nothing. But yeah, the, the coming up with titles is the only part of YouTube that feels like work. So it's like point. once you have that done, you're like, oh, this is easy peasy. Yeah. But also, I don't know if it's for you, but for me now uploading videos is the other part that's difficult for me. Like once it's up and I have to like see how it does and see the feedback. Well, that part we have is to go through a crazy anxiety inducing process twice a week because it's like, will it get views? And it's almost, I mean, 
please go watch this video guys because it got zero views and I knew it was but it's almost freeing when because I've been obsessed with Animal Crossing like the rest of the world it's a Nintendo DS game and it's just so fun and kind of relaxing um and I was like the concept of this game is so funny I feel like I could make just a fun gameplay uh video but my channel is not playing video games. It's like, so that was so out of the blue. It almost seems like it could match though because you do a lot of yeah. tech and I feel like that's So like it was kind technology. of a wild gar- card, but I went into it being like, oh, no one's going to watch it. So when no one watched it, I, it didn't make me that upset. But when I have a normal video and it bombs, yeah, it's so anxiety inducing. It's especially when you do come up with a title, you sit there and like with you, especially every time you make iPhone videos that come out, they crush. But what if you did, like a new iPhone came out yeah. and it did poorly, it's so much more crippling than you could think because you're like, well, there's my livelihood and that yeah. was best case scenario and it didn't yeah. do well. So either way, yeah. I mean, I think this is a good pivot uh, for our next question from at Show and Tech. That's a clever Twitter That's name. Tight. That's cool. How in depth do each of you go in creating scripts or outlines for your content? I imagine John would be more of an outline while yours would be more of a hybrid. Really enjoy both of your channels. Outline. Go you first. Okay. Me, it's completely dependent on the videos I, I make. I've never read a script, so I never have a teleprompter. I tried once and it was just torture. I mean, it was more torture for me trying to, and it just looked bad. So what I'll do is for heavy tech videos, like for example, I'm working on an iPad, <laughs> iPad 2020 Pro review. And that is so, I feel like we're breathing really deeply. Guys, we have I, to, I'm sorry. Guys, Texas is brutal, man. And I, every time I come back here, I forget that I actually had really bad asthma as a kid. So yo girl, got to run away from that COVID, you know, show show. Um, what was I saying? Oh yeah. My iPad pro review is really in depth and I want to make sure it's like, you know, this is going to be like a 15 to 20 minute video and I want to make sure I cover everything. I mean, for me, this has been an exciting video to make because I've never cared about iPad pros, but with a lot of the recent developments, I'm like, okay, this is way closer to computer, way closer to a laptop. And that's getting me excited. I've never gotten excited about iPads before. Um, so because of that, though, oh, the 11 inch is way different than the 13 inch. And so we need to cover the differences in sizes and we need to cover the different use cases. Because when people go to watch their videos, they're watching your video and potentially making like a thousand dollar purchase off of your video. So you want to make sure you do your due diligence. So that has been me using the iPad Pro, going through different use cases over the past like two weeks, writing down a loose, like loose bullet points in OneNote. And then in a couple days, I'm going to go through that and then compile all the points to a succinct loose script, put that to the right of my loose bullet points. Um, and that'll become my kind of North Star. And then I'll sit in front of the camera. And I'll, I'll go paragraph by paragraph of what I've written down, but I never say exactly what I've written down. So I'll read a paragraph of my notes. Okay, I'm going to talk about that right now. And then I'll just say it for the camera. So it's kind of like slight memorization. I have the summary in my head and then I'll say it to the camera. I think that's why my videos hopefully are a little bit more like loose and conversational, but you know, I still want those videos to be informational i want them to be helpful but like i did an unboxing video recently and it was just like fun and it was a mess and like there was no guidance so 
it can really go one of two ways. Mine's similar to that. Yeah. So I create an outline of the entire thing and usually there's, so my videos are split into three parts where there's basically three sessions. So I usually start off by kind of start starting the title, the premise of the whole video. I, I look at the title and I basically, I, I lure people in by being like, oh my gosh, here's the title. That's what we're going to talk about the rest of the episode. And something crazy is about to happen next. And then I skate. So you get people in there. And it's I, so not, every time I try to feed into the next yeah. thing that's going to happen. So I'll be like. And it's not old YouTube where you would clickbait the title and you wouldn't even see that addressed until totally. minute nine. No, it starts People are going to exit off of your video totally. if you do that. Totally. No, people start, need focus. Not only does it start off that way, but my first shot is usually the spot in the background. So people can see that I'm going to skate that. So I'll show that in the background as I'm talking See, about this thing. John thinks about this stuff way more than I do. I do, but a lot of a lot of it comes naturally when you're there. So I do the outline like you're saying, and then I I remember that there's three sessions. So I remember like I try to talk about the most climactic part towards the middle or whatever, and and I set everything aside to where if there is a lot of talking points, I I just I end up talking a lot in videos, and the, my videos will be 16 minutes, and I cut eight minutes of it. So I only keep the sentences that are insanely interesting. But yeah, it's outlines. It's like, talk about this subject. And then I talk about it. And when you're in the moment, I think that's when you know best how to talk for the video. I think fully scripted videos, you're going to find yourself doing it and be like, oh, I probably shouldn't say that, but I did write it down. And then in post, you shouldn't have it. So I think outlines is kind of the best way to do it. Yeah, it seems like this first half of this podcast will actually be like good practical YouTube stuff because people on Twitter asked us specifically about that. But then Instagram is all about um, life stuff. So nice. life stuff will be the second half of the podcast because um, the next question is, um, let's see, if you have people editing your videos for you, how do you make sure they have the same flavor as if you edit it yourself? Fart sound. <laughs> and I... <laughs> <laughs> and I will say, well, that is uh, Sam Dezu, Dezau. That is the million dollar question. Two million. The two million dollar question. <laughs> Thank you, John. Of course. Um, it's very hard to do that. I think both of us have been through the process of trying to have help for editors. And I've had success in hiring in other places, but editing is always the one that probably is the most difficult. And you you guys probably hear me complaining about the most. Um, I, I try to not complain anymore about it. Um, but with John, his videos only take him like two hours to edit. So yeah. like he can just knock his ish out. He realized that it wasn't worth it for him to get a video, have to re-edit it, spend even more time re-editing it when you could have just edited it. But I have been through the process. And yeah. the process was definitely the worst when I didn't understand the format of my videos and I was looking for something that worked really well. So I kind of put it on the editor like, hey man, we need the videos to do better. And Yeah, so it doesn't help when you don't have that structure first. No, it doesn't at all because then you're just like asking him for his advice and then you guys nobody's sense of humor will completely align yeah so there's so many things that you'll criticize as soon as you see your editor's video where you're like dude you could easily made that joke yeah. but how would they know that yeah and what i've learned is like you have to be comfortable with a little bit of structure know some of the things that you want to point out to editors as you try to hire them um so they kind of have a north star but then at the end of the day you just got to find someone who is good at editing. And what I've learned is like 
because I don't have a ton of experience in hiring people and it's been my past two years just trying, um, I actually had to like talk to my mom about it because she's had experience hiring people for her job and she has a lot of like bosses who help her with that stuff and so I got a lot of advice from her and like actual like there's reasons why there's so many companies out there whose sole purpose is their recruiters they're hiring they're hiring agencies because it is such a difficult task so what Jeannie helped me is okay well what are the solutions that you need and how do you ask these people questions where they have to answer examples of times that they have solved problems like that. So you know that they're going to be able to do X, Y, Z. And then for me, what I figured out is it's just like you have to keep doing it. Like I know Gary V always says hire fast, fire fast. Um, there is going to be a period of like a month or so of like kind of getting people on board. But then past that, if it's not working out, you just you got to move on like I'm on to probably the 10th editor that I've tried and uh at this 10th editor I'm like oh there's some hope like I've found peace and that they're not going to be able to do everything that's why I think my channel is unique because I storytell through editing if YouTube disappeared tomorrow I could still be a video editor I would go get a job as a video editor I storytell and I know I'm really good at that and that is my skill. So I don't want to completely just delegate that when that's my thing, right? But a lot of these videos, they're not requiring a... Some, some videos don't require a special sauce. Like the Animal Crossing video is just talking about the gameplay video. Like I don't have to spend six hours doing A lot of that. it's obvious cut and paste. Exactly. So what helped me realize this is like... Once you have someone who shows up and who actually just knows how to edit, I know that sounds so silly, but like you really have to go through a hiring process of like not just one example project, but like ask them questions. What is their experience? Who have they edited with before? What is a time that you solve this problem? What do they see how your videos can improve? Have they watched your videos? Do they understand your tone? So I wasn't right asking the right questions. I wasn't doing my due diligence. So I was just hiring on people and say, yeah, 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 I'll pay you X, Y, Z. Let's go for it. And it just was not a good setup. So um, I think a lot of the learning curve is just learning how the, how the hiring process is. And don't beat yourself up on it because literally there's multi-million dollar corporations who still struggle with hiring. Totally. I, I also think the perspective is skewed with us because in most jobs they say hire someone who can do what you can't do. Yeah. And the truth is for us, we have to hire someone who is just hopefully a third as good at editing yeah. as we are. Yeah. Which sounds insane, but you got to think about people who create YouTube channels. The practice that they get to put in in the first two years of editing oh, is yeah. like four hours a day. Well, yeah. And I've been video editing for over 10 years. Same. I've been in video editing since yeah. I was 15. Just I'm 30. every day. So Yeah, exactly. So how am I going to find someone who exactly. has that much time? Yeah. It's not going to happen. And if you do, you're going to have to pay them. A like, lot. Like if exactly. you want to find someone at your caliber you need to pay them more than $100 a video. Think about it. You, <laughs> you and know? I would have to find someone who basically has the ability to have the career that we have. Exactly. So we have to pay someone more mm -hmm. than we make. Doesn't make mm -hmm. any sense. So at some point, you have to find a balance. And I know for me, if I want to do other stuff right now, I just have to make less YouTube videos. And that's the trade-off for me. So I just thought about that last night, yeah. babe. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? It's Yeah. Kind of so, sad, but kind of exciting when you're like, you know what? 
there's other things in life I have to pursue because YouTube yeah. can easily consume every second yeah. of your. So I think that's why it's easier life. to scale uh, companies, YouTube channels when the person who started it maybe doesn't have an attachment to the creative of it. And so you can scale in a way and hire people to where you're not attached to videos being perfect so you can just move upward and onward. But it's something that I'm trying to find the balance of because I do want to keep making YouTube videos because it's fun. Um, But I've realized I can't have someone edit every single video. I'm going to have to step in on like the two that I really love and adore and it's like a Sarah Peachy video and you know, no one's going to be able to edit that. But then maybe I can find someone to edit two to four videos a month that aren't those crazy reviews or something you know yeah i mean i totally yeah. feel like a person who's not meant to scale in that way like yeah. i think my psyche and that's the thing deal too. with that you know yeah <laughs> no go ahead babe <laughs> oops <laughs> go ahead babe i'm sorry i, forgot what I was I'm saying, sorry honestly. i interrupted you, know you. go ahead. like your your psyche can't handle it Totally. And a lot of people are like that. And I think they have to learn that they're like that. But when I was hiring, I hired five people at once. Remember one time I, I hired literally like an editor, a filmer. I flew someone to New York City to live with me for a month just to film me every day. And at the end of it, I was like, I'm making less content. I'm being less productive and I'm paying four people because I have to teach them how to do this. And for me, I was like, I also don't like the responsibility of telling people what to do. Yeah. Like I, I don't like any of it. So I understand for my psyche, it's like, there's got to be a very natural way for me to expand or just, I'm just going to have to be really happy with where I am now because I kind of am. Yeah. I can't get that Crystalia. <laughs> yes. Long story short, you have to understand who you are. You either have to be stoked on. And that's hard. Yeah. It's really hard to figure and that's, out exactly. what you really, really enjoy. What fulfills you. Yeah. So it's either a lifestyle business forever and you love what you're doing and you live your life. It's either a blend of two or it's either... It's living in you, a van in California. I mean, fudge <laughs> yeah. it. Or it's you want to build your thing to the moon and you're just going to have to get over yourself and learn how to delegate and it's not going to be perfect. Yeah. Okay. From Henrik, how has your work-life balance changed due to the new situation we're all in? What means have you taken into practice to normalize the situation? I don't think it's normalized. Yeah, it's not super normalized. I mean, trying to make to-do lists in the morning and then just following those really helps keep me centered. But then I look around and I'm like, this is not New York. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm kind of struggling with it. I'm still working. I still have videos to do. So I'm not totally just... I'm working a lot less. Saying, really? Yeah. I I feel like you're killing it. Babe, you know how much content I've watched in the last couple of days? I watched the four-part Hayao Miyazaki documentary <laughs> in like a day or two. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, I've been playing a lot of Animal of Crossing. So I looked at my, I thought I was playing more, but I'm now at, have played 55 hours of Animal Crossing. That's a lot. So that's, that's over two days straight of just Animal Crossing. I don't think I've played a video game that much since You've Roller Coaster. played a video game since I know. that. I know, isn't that crazy? I think the last time was roller coaster roller coaster tycoon when i was like 10 yeah it's crazy so yeah we're handling it okay shifting to new york questions let's get it do you regret leaving new york city what data signals are you using to know when to move back this is from tom mm. luke cannon knowing this is long term have you two talked about not returning oh 
A lot of Oof. people think we moved permanently to Texas. A lot of, as soon as I posted the first Texas video, they're like, they're like oh, dude, you live in my hometown. They're gone. Yeah. We're just hoping we can go back to New York and maybe get a discount on a condo or something. Come on, somebody. Tall, dude. <laughs> what was the question? Wow, I just snorted no, in the mic. Answer the question and then I'll answer. Do you regret leaving New York City? No. No, not Although, at all. Although. Everyone in New York has texted me like, oh my gosh, I'm so jealous. I wish I could be where you are right now. This makes no sense. Yeah. I regret sharing on youtube <laughs> yeah, that we totally. left new york city you know what's funny i do too but uh, because for some context people are so mean online right now yeah they just have nothing else to do everyone who knows us or their distance fran- friends or they're just peachy fam they're like oh my gosh it's so smart of you guys to like get out of there before the essential business closure everyone who is like an outsider who doesn't know us was like you're responsible for spreading corona to to te- the entire state of Texas. Well, here's the thing. I and see- it's just like, oh my God, guys, we literally went out of our way to rent a car so we don't interface with anyone. We yeah. drove all the way from New York to Texas. We, found we out, were quarantining yeah. for three weeks in New York even before that. Exactly. We did like a month and <laughs> a week of quarantine. <sighs> but yeah. So going back, I'm just following Cuomo. He says that they're going to start opening up businesses May 15th. So I think that's kind of our yardstick now. And we'll see. We'll see where it goes. That's going to be it. I also, I'm secretly a huge, I'm passionate about I told you so moments, but I don't, yeah. I don't say it out loud. <laughs> the funny thing is like, even when I posted that video and I saw the comments that were like, dude, what are you doing? I, you know, I could tell that their opinions were going to change. Like, I'm like, yeah. I'm telling you like, you know we keep up with things we have some insight and trust me your opinion is going to change and what's funny is a week later everyone's opinion changed on my video i posted in texas they were like dude so good to see you in texas now i'm like and i got no dislikes it completely changed which i knew was going to happen so i knew they're going to have there was going to have to be one or two videos of like people who are angry because they're just being reactive but usually everyone kind of gets in line and becomes a little more insightful and it's one of those things where we you know we left before the essential business closer closure and i'm having do you hear me struggling with words today? You are, but you're saying other words. That's that's. I your think thing. it's yeah, that's but hilarious. I think you know when it really happens. Hmm. When I drink cold water with ice, my tongue kind of gets cold and like freezes. I feel that. Yeah. Anyways, what's so crazy about it too is even when we left, there was nothing about uh, there. I mean, there were so many things in New York. People still weren't taking it seriously so okay still aren't you want yeah you want us to like risk our family by being around people millions of people who aren't taking it seriously like okay let us do what's best for us and it's also best for the city of new york city because that would be more bodies that would be in a hospital if we got it you know and for the record we still aren't sick none of our family members are sick because even after we were in Texas for two or three days, that was the first time that they came out and said anything for people leaving the city. The only thing that they said was, hey, do a 14-day quarantine away from family. And we did that anyways. We were going to do that anyways. We did the recommended 14-day quarantine in a hotel. And then now we're at the parents' house. Anyways, Yeah, whatever. any situation is going to be like that too. Like, you know, there, there could be someone who's standing in front of a guy who's holding back a bow and arrow. <laughs> And he's about to shoot and the dude shoots and he steps all the way. And a lot of people be like, dude, why'd you step out of the way? Like, I really don't agree. I mean, people would literally comment that on YouTube. Like, I've gotten the craziest comments like that. But with this situation, it was like, why'd you leave New York? Oh, because I didn't want to get sick and die. And they're like, 
like i don't know how to explain yeah. that without and then like the privilege conversation of like you're so privileged that you get to do that yeah, and i'm like yeah I am. we are yeah that's why we did it <laughs> and people i think thought it was like you know they're putting they're clumping us in like the rich people sector who have their vacation homes like in the hamptons or something you know the jimmy fallons who just get to escape to the hamptons yeah, during I'm these times at sarah's parents house <laughs> guys this is not like let me tell you this is just the better option compared to new york this is not this is not a vacation. Yeah. The privilege was being I, in New York. Yes. That was awesome. Exactly. Like being in New York is amazing. Not, I guess when this stuff is good, but like I am literally, I've, I'm a grown ass woman who has been living on my own for five years. That's what people forget. Is going, yeah. Going back to my childhood home. And I, every time I go downstairs and interface with my parents, they're my parents. This is not the easiest place to be. And then John's staying with his in-laws. So, yeah, I mean, that's you know. seriously a sitcom. <laughs> like that is what's happening. Every sitcom, the guy would be like, no, there's no way I can't. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? It's a better option than being in New York. Yes. Yeah. So we're going to, obviously we're missing New York. We love New York. Um, but, and we, uh, you know, we're thinking about all the people who are still in New York and we love all those people. Um, and there's no, there's no like, you're not a true New Yorker if you don't stay there. I'm like, bro, That's I so have, goofy. I literally, I love New York so much. I've been there for over four years. I, I think I give back as much as I take from New York in terms of maybe like community and stuff, mm -hmm. but I still literally have zero allegiance to like any place just because i live in new york like you're gonna shame me for not staying during a pandemic yeah I like mean, i'm not a true new york like I'm, I'm not even like that is the most un-new yorker thing to worry about another person in that way yeah like do your own thing yeah Anyways. i mean it, it <laughs> th that's the thing i've learned the most about new york is that it's one of the it's one of the places where most people want to live and want to move and want to experience it's one of the most uh progressive culture diverse uh privileged places to be yeah. in in the planet to be from like next to next to california i think california's mm -hmm. number one new york city's number two and then everywhere else in america like where sarah and i are from you grow up wishing and idolizing yeah. these places and i grew up being like oh my gosh that's new york i will never be able to be yeah. lucky enough to live there because the amount of money that it takes to just oh, get into new york and then to actually survive in new york is crazy yeah. so ton of props for people who do survive there and thrive there that's amazing but like yeah you it know, took me you... 28 years to get there <laughs> yeah. that's what i'm saying so like so when people say like am i proud of being from south carolina it's like well not really i was just born there i didn't really take that much effort on my part just being born but am i proud of now living in new york exceptionally yeah i am i'm not i'm not technically a new yorker but i'm like proud to live in new york because i worked so hard to get there so that's why i think it's ridiculous when yeah you know I don't know. Yeah. All that other stuff. All right, guys. We're going to take a short break and talk about this week's product of the week brought to you by B&H Photo Video, where you can still order things via bnhphoto.com and you can pick them up at the Superstore in New York City. Of course, the store is still closed down, um, but you can still do pickup and still do very quick delivery. We could all use some good news right now. B&H is supporting NYC's Healthcare Heroes. 
I just wanted to, you know, shout out to B&H because they are partnering with their suppliers to donate gear to the teams at Mount Sinai in New York City and other New York City hospitals um, to to help the incredible men and women there stay in touch with their loved ones and to, you know, try to make their days a little easier. So some of the items that they're donating are chargers, power sources, battery packs, and mobile accessories. Um, so they are supporting the Mayor's Fund to Advance New York City, Mount Sinai Hospital, and Direct Relief. So it's amazing. They, they've partnered with 26 different partners um, to be able to donate over 8,000 items um, with over $220,000 worth of value, which is just amazing. So that's so cool. We love good news. We love good news, right? As we're working from home, um, I've had some gear that has really stood out to me as like all-time favorite gear that helps me be more productive. I would say one of my favorite things, even though I'm obviously not using it right now because it's in my office in um, New York, is hands down the 49-inch LG ultra-wide display. I love ultra-wide displays. I'm obsessed with them. But something a little bit more, uh, I would say, not $1,400 because <laughs> it's uh, a mouse. I am obsessed, guys, with the new Logitech MX Master 3 mouse. It just fits in your hand so well. It's a new design from their second iteration, which was was so popular, but it's so sleek. It's so amazing. And I've been actually using it with iPad. So I recently got the new Magic Keyboard, uh, keyboard for the iPad. And what I found is I like using a mouse, maybe just because I'm a desktop gal. I don't know. I enjoy using a mouse more with the iPad than the actual trackpad on the Magic Keyboard. So for my personal iPad setup, I think I'm going to stay with the Smart Folio case and just use the mouse I already use. And what's so great about the Mix, Mix Master, people make fun of me because I say Mix Master instead of MX Master, but the MX Master 3, um, you know, along with all of the, uh, the first one and the second one, they have a button on the bottom where you can switch in between three devices. So you just connect via Bluetooth. So it connects to my iMac, my Dell XPS, and my iPad. And I can just press one button, go in between the one, two, and three buttons um, for depending on what device I'm using. So it's super flexible like that. But there's so many buttons. There's like a thumb button that you can press down, assign to whatever you want, a back and forward uh, button, and then also a horizontal scroll, which is so clutch for Premiere timelines if you're a video editor. So you can scroll vertically and horizontally really, really easily. So yeah, I mean, I'm so grateful I brought my MX Master 3 with me to Texas. It does not leave me almost ever. So I'll put the B&H link of that in the show notes below. So, you know, it's not a brand new item that I'm highlighting today, piece of tech, but it's something that did come out maybe in the past year that I'm just obsessed with. And very few items, I think, stick with me for more than two, three, four years. And, and MX Master has always been a part of that. So, yeah. Okay. Wow. I always talk about these for way too long. I'm sorry. You... <laughs> Ask me to talk about gear and I could probably go on for hours. Anyways, back to the conversation with me and John. Thank you so much, BH Photo, for sponsoring this podcast, for uh, being amazing supporters of the New York City community. And back to the podcast. Okay, we're back and we're going to be answering things like favorite thing about each other. 
Hmm. We're moving over to the Instagram questions, which are way juicier, I feel like. And then the best animal crossing fruit. Well, let's be honest. The best animal crossing fruit is a peach. You already know. You already know. Saradichi rums with peachy. It's a peach. I haven't played the game. I have no idea. I was just agreeing with my girlfriend. Thank you. And fiance. Fiance. You're You're both, babe. Come on. Well, you're still your own my friend, but you're also my fiance. Okay, true. What is your favorite thing about me? My favorite thing about you, hmm, I'm looking at your physical appearance. I'm trying oh, to think. Hmm. Elbows are pretty cool. Okay, for some context, y'all, I, on a usual day, I'm not putting on makeup. I'm not doing my hair. I'm Still not even hot. getting dressed. I am just wearing PJs every single day. So the fact that John hasn't left me yet uh, says a lot. A lot. Well, you're a very naturally attractive person. Well, I think most people you, on YouTube could agree, even though you're not really on YouTube that much without all your makeup. Yeah. But you are sometimes. Sometimes. People, rare times. People still think you're very attractive. And then two people will leave a comment of like, why are you looking so tired? And I get those I'm comments like, all the time. Screw all of you guys. <laughs> Anyways. My favorite thing about you? Oh, man. Maybe I should have had a little buildup or a little warning before this wow why is it so hard for you to because i love everything about you i'm trying to oh, think of my favorite nice that was smooth i'm so good with this yeah. no it's i actually have thought about this a lot and my answer is going to be so scrambled that it's not going to sound exact but okay. probably the fact that you have so many features that are really difficult for me like uh personality wise there are a lot of things that Wait, you're i'm difficult no that are difficult no, no oh that sounded terrible <laughs> you have personality traits that i aspire to have but it's really difficult for me to have those traits Oh, Boom. Okay. There you go. Like you, when I first met you, the way that you would talk to other people, th- you don't experience anxiety pretty much at all. Besides the heart attack that I experienced. Right. Because that, of this whole thing. Yeah. Which we won't talk about. Totally. But yeah. So seeing the way that you talk to people and seeing how easy it was for you to say yes to any opportunity and to talk in front of an audience and to do things. I mean, from where I'm from, this is the funny part. I used to think of myself as a pretty average person, like not you know, socially anxiety, n- yeah. none of that until I moved to like California and I saw that everyone there was so willing to just get on stage and talk and be so flamboyant in a lot of ways like that. And Sarah, I just saw her on YouTube and I was like, she is so not afraid to do all these things that I wish I could do, but I'm terrified to do. So I knew that being around her a lot would inspire me to be better in those categories. And that was my favorite thing. And that's actually why we met in the first place. Cause I was like, I have to hang out with this person and you know, you have to surround yourself, you know, you're the average of the five people you hang out with or whatever. And for me, it was like, I'm always seeking those people in my life who, I, who are just so much better than me in my mind that I can be around and eventually be someone like them. So Sarah was like top of the totem pole, me being like, I'm going to hang out with this person at the top. And somehow she ended up falling in love with me, which is really strange. So it's true. Yeah. She slowed down strange. for me. I appreciate it. No. <laughs> I would definitely have to say his dashing good looks. Nice, babe. Yeah. That means a lot. <laughs> I worked hard on those. Great hair. Nice. He knows that I love his hair. She do be. <laughs> I'm trying to only say physical things That's good. to like uh, make me sound shallow, but I don't think the joke is coming off. Because because you're because I'm crying. <laughs> nobody can see the tears <laughs> no because your response is super nice i think just um the laughter we're okay. always laughing we're always having I a like fun too, time though. yeah maybe i should change my answer to that yeah i mean like we're always i truly am like a very strange person and i think you are too mm-hmm. and we can just be like weird together so i feel like if you can find someone who you can be weird with for the rest of your life like you're good mm-hmm. that's all you need 
That's a good answer. Yeah. Um, from so that question was from Santiago Fontecilla. Thanks, Fontecilla. Fontecilla. Thanks, Fontecilla. Thanks, bro, for the question. From Cole Burkle. Cole Burkle. These people's names. Cole Burkle. Cole Burkle. You guys planning on living in NYC, LA, or Texas, or somewhere else? South Carolina. We're going to move there, I think, in a week. (laughs) Hang out with my family for the rest of our lives. Yeah, so for some context, I'm from Dallas, Texas. John's from Columbia, South Carolina. John John lived in LA, California for five years. Something like that. I've lived in New York for almost five years now. He's lived in New York for like three years. Yep. And yeah, I say never say never for everything, but we're enjoying New York City right now. And we're not living in Texas right now. (laughs) No, we are not. New York City is really fun. It makes me feel like the coolest version of myself, to be honest. Like when I'm cruising through the city, listening to the jazz music, Chet Baker to be exact, I literally feel like a different... And I'm wearing a suit. I'm like, who is this kid? Who is this guy? Was this the same kid who did the thing that I don't want to talk about because it's embarrassing in my past? Oh, what thing are you talking about? I just used to be so gross. I used to get kicked out of restaurants just for the way I looked because I used to just be sweaty and gross. Wow. So when I go to restaurants now and they're like, yo, we watch your YouTube channel. I'm like, that's right. And I spit in everyone's yo. face. Too much. <laughs> the glow up Look is at me real. Now, I'm, I'm feeling myself so much. Yeah. I will say New York is the only physical city or place that I actually draw energy from. Like totally. inspiration. Yeah. Like oh, I, I go you there. draw like, like an artist. No. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Where I'm just like, yo, this is sick. Although I, I'm telling you, things are going to be different. Things are going to be really different after all this. I think people are going to visit New York City less. So I really think it's going to be up to us to cultivate that inspiration and creative energy ourselves with our with our friends there. Totally. You're good at that. Yeah, but I think I want to be more intentional with like friendship when I go back. Weird. Like I want to have dinners with people and but like hang out. Other. Isn't that enough for you? totally okay 100 percent. i just i've you know just even hanging out with like my parents i know that's not the funnest for you it is fun but no it, it yeah, is the fun like talking to people yeah no it i miss awesome. that i do yeah. too yeah i just don't like the anxiety beforehand i'd be like we have to go do something but i'm in my work zone but then every time i do it i love it yeah okay wow these questions are crazy then why'd you screenshot them i don't know i just screenshotted all of them oh, okay I mean, a lot of people are asking, like, do you guys see yourself staying in New York City long term? That was from Bro Coffee. I could see that. I mean. I feel like I just always want a place there, regardless if we're not there full time. You know what I think it is? I think it depends on where we are financially in like four years. I mean, if we're seriously loaded, which I don't (laughs) know how it makes sense. But if that happened and someone gave us a lot of money, 25 million, I'd say. Then, yeah, I'd stay in New York. Isn't that insane that literally that's the barometer of, like, if we can buy, like, a three to four million dollar condo in New York. It's ridiculous. And be comfortable enough having, like, eventually two kids there. We need that much money to feel like we can live a good life there. Yeah. Which is ridiculous saying it out loud. I mean, it really is. It's so silly, but it's also the thing is I think wherever I live, I want to be able to go to a lot of places and collaborate and go to LA often in Cincinnati and South Carolina and Texas. Um, And that's the thing. If you live in New York City, most people who move there, they're not traveling. They're spending all their money. I mean, we travel a lot. We do. We do. But I'm saying like... It is... New York isn't 
easy airport to fly out of. Yeah, no, flights no. are but not when it super becomes, expensive. When it becomes easy to live in New York and also pay for flights without batting an eye, yeah. then of course that that to me is more of a convincing reason to yeah. stay there. Yeah, 100%. I think it's like 100% a financial thing. Because right now, just us two, we could live in a one bedroom and be fine. Like I have my office, we have enough space. Yeah. Well, I'm just saying I have rich friends. That's the reason they live in small towns is because they would rather travel constantly and then return home to a place that they don't have to pay anything for. Yeah, but I also love returning to a it's place that I thoroughly in enjoy. I know, I know. I'm just saying. We're yeah. thinking long term. Yeah, I'm yeah, thinking yeah. like, maybe yeah, yeah, spending yes, yes, money. yes, yes, yes. And I'm, um, yeah. It's, yeah. It's just expensive, man. If you live in New York, you know. If you yeah. live in California, you know. Places be expensive. But still, even in California, you can have a backyard for like children and dogs to roam. True. You like, know, yeah. in New York, it's just a different vibe. I just wish everything was one fortieth the price. Yeah. You know, babe? But that's why if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere. That's what they say. That's what they say. That's what they say. Okay. No. <laughs> I think my ideal thing, you know, I have an obsession with like looking at apartments and yes. stuff. My ideal thing, this is going to sound so delusional of me. Get it. But like to buy a building in Brooklyn, Jeez. be able to live in some of it, rent some of it out for like photo shoots and like day rentals mm -hmm. and then have the office be like the basement. So that's self-sustaining and it can always be something we don't necessarily have to live there full time. Do you know how much that is? Just curious. Yeah, it's 4.9 million. What? <laughs> there's, there's one in Williamsburg I got my eye on. <laughs> oh my gosh. That is insane. Because I, I think I know what place you're talking about. And yes. it's like... Like anyone who lives anywhere else in the country, this is not a place that you would think would be four point nine million dollars. Yeah. But yeah. it is awesome. It's, it's so just cool. dude. Yeah. What the fudge, man. I, I really wish we had like a like a trust fund to tap into or something. Huh. But then we probably wouldn't be where we are if we had things to tap into. Yeah, you I know? took all my dad's money when I found a five dollar bill on the ground. I was like, Can I have this? He said, Yes. And that was it. <laughs> He's like, That's all I could give you, little boy. <laughs> Um, was sick though. I still remember that. Yeah. Like that. And then to just like have a house with some land in Texas to come back to and would be cool. I yeah. mean, yeah. I, you know, as soon as we got here, obviously I got swept up by the romanticization of all the open space and I instantly started looking up warehouses. Like, yeah. Oh, and then you could, could have your skate park. That's yeah. what I was thinking. I was like, I could build a little skate park here. And it was crazy because if we did live here, I could do that tomorrow. Like I could mm -hmm. buy a li little warehouse, have a cheap rental because the rental not even kidding, for like a 3,000 square foot warehouse here is still about half the price we pay for our apartment. Wow. And yeah. that one, I was like, okay, we'd be paying yeah. less and I would have a warehouse. But if I was living in Texas right now, totally. I would be miserable. To me too, 100%. I just think it's a it's a, it's a a time in your life yeah. that we can ex explore down the road, but like, I don't know. Anyways. <laughs> Nothing's off the table. Nothing's off the table. We like New York. I think we're in the same mind space, yeah. but we just like to mention options continuously. To just keep so. things exciting. Yeah, to yeah. To keep yeah. a road yeah. map ahead. I might spend like a couple months in uh, Busan coming up, but besides that, three months in Busan I think would be amazing. Three months? You're going to leave me for three months? You have to come visit me twice, three times during that, a week per month. That, that, that can get kind of expensive. I mean, I would love for, for us you. to do... Okay. I would love for us to do like a South Korea, Japan thing because you haven't been to Japan yet. Never. And we need to go to Japan together. True. 
And that was just a blast. But I think travel is going to be off the table for a while. Yes. But yeah, you have a ton of family in Busan. And we, we haven't even gone to Seoul yet. Never. Can't believe you're going to leave me for three months. Maybe not three months. Maybe one month. How about that? How about you go for one month? I go for one month. You come in the second week. Cool. Or you can go for one month. Because when we did Period. long distance. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm just saying one month I think is the max I can go without you. Totally. Because we did that in the beginning doing long distance. Yeah. But I think if it was if it was three months. Okay, one. Yeah, no, I can't you do three months. Loud, I'm like, I think I was just saying that. Yeah, one month. There's, no, three so you can do one month and then I'll come after that. And I can Perfect. stay for two to three weeks. And then we can explore. Together. Beam shakalaka. Boom. We just made plans for three years from now when we can fly exactly. again. John's favorite anime. Go. Mob Psycho 100 nice. season two. That was a question from Brody K. Hodges. Question from Jose Padilla. Wow, 21. Really didn't linger on that question very long. 31 <laughs> two. No, <laughs> we're not going to get into that. Um, when is the Starts wedding? off with a young boy. What's that? When is the wedding? I think we're just. <laughs> I think we're gonna do it in the backyard here tomorrow. Yeah, you're all invited, guys. Log in on Zoom. Oh crap! But this is coming out after tomorrow. Oh, so they crap. missed it. Dude, Dang no. it! No. We're married. <laughs> um, we were planning on doing it literally in September. In the fall. Yeah. 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 But not anymore. <laughs> yeah. Now we're now we're planning on the September after, right? Well, uh, the spring after. Okay, the for spring like after. A year from now. Okay. But even that to me seems because eh. we want some of your South Korea family to visit. I think we right? should do. This sounds terrible, but I think we should do a year after the fall. What? Or we could do the thing where so we so a year and a half. We could get legit married and then have the celebration in a year and a half. But then it doesn't feel special. I I, I You're want, gonna break that chair. It, don't tell me what to do. Are you my mom? Are I you am. my mom? I am. Is hey, your look at it is your name Jeannie D? This chair has wooden legs and she's is leaning back on it. Is your name Jeannie D? We didn't even harmonize. We just sang the same pitch. Yeah. Mm. <sighs> We're worthless. So, yeah, we'll see. It's crazy because I found, I actually found a dress, but it's the only thing that I found so far. And I didn't even hit them up after because the world started ending. So, who knows if that dress is still there? So, I'm so not the person to plan these things. I want to get stuff done as soon as possible. So, when Jeannie was in town in New York, we went to one place and the third dress that I put on, I was like, oh, yeah, that looks good. That's sick. Let's go for it. So, boom. Brody. Oh, Brody just is asking so many questions. Chill, Brodes. Brody, chill, bro. Um, I mean, that's a good... <laughs> There's one Instagram question that just says babies. Probably. <laughs> oh, here's a good one. If you guys really know me, yes, babies, but not soon. Yeah. Like three months from now or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. just a few months. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I hope people know that we're very sarcastic. People. Yeah, babies are years. There's years. the non sarcastic answer. Okay, from Cobb Cobinja. Middle these... name Webb. <laughs> what? Cobweb. Okay, John. Thanks, guys. Here's Everyone's a here's laughing. a good question. What's it gonna be? Sarah Hill or John Dietschy? <laughs> I can't do John Dietschy because her brother's name is John Dietschy. Guys, you know what's so funny? I found a human who I'm going to spend the rest of my life with, with the same name as like the family Dietschy name. So my grandpa's name is Dietschy. My uncle's name. Oh, sorry, 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 sorry. My sorry, grandpa's sorry. name is John. 
my uncle's name is John and my brother's name is John. So John Dietschy is like and what's the your dad's family name? name. Well, my Oh, and then my dad's name is Daniel. And John, who we're talking to right now, so he has the Me. same first name, John Hill. John's middle name is Daniel. Exactly. So not only does he have the family Dietschy name, my dad, Daniel... I'm he literally has, the two people in her family's name. Yeah. John and Daniel. So honestly, if you did change it to John Dietschy, you would fit right in. I don't want the same name as your brother, though. I was thinking about that, too. I was like, I actually like the idea. <laughs> I'm joking. I like the I name Dietschy. Yeah. It it's a swag name. No, it's and it really holds cool. weight. It's really cool. You know? But then I was like, well, what do I do with that? Because I can't be, I can be John Dietschy Hill. Yeah. Because I never use Daniel. Daniel is just this thing that kind of exists, except for password sometimes. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I literally never use Daniel, so DG. They, be honest. Yo. People can't hack your accounts after saying that, right? I was joking. Yeah, yeah, Okay. No, no. I don't okay, use okay. that for password. Okay, I used good. to a long time ago when I was like a little kid. Okay, good. Yeah. So if you find my AIM account, you mm -hmm. could probably hack it. Yeah. I'll be honest. Sarah Hill looks really clean because it's four letters. Exactly. Four, four. Looks really... But no usernames are going to be available. None. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm fine with when I bring little Jimmy to elementary school, I'm fine with people calling me Mrs. Hill, but hmm. I feel like I got to be Sarah Dietschy. That's my internet name. That's how Wait, people know Mrs. me. Hill? Me. Oh, right, right, right. I just, I don't think. Kids will always call me by my first name. I'm never going to do the Mr. thing. <laughs> like if a little four-year-old really? calls me, I don't think so. I, don't... I think it'd be cute to be Mrs. Hill. Yeah, that's my mom's name. But that's going to be my name. Actually, now. that is kind of hot. <laughs> Just kidding, babe. <laughs> Anyways, legally, it's going to stay Sarah Dietschy for the foreseeable future. Because it's my name. And mine will be John Hill. Yeah. It's okay. what I've been called my entire life. And it's like the history of my own family. Yeah. You know, I also just think it's weird. Like I'm not very, I'm not a very traditional person by any measure, but just the fact that us getting married, you have to, I don't know. It's so weird to me. Like, yeah, I mean, I changes? get it. I get it as like a family unit. It's like then a fusion. Yeah. Cause then your kids have that name, but shouldn't we both fuse and have each other? Yeah. No, that's what I'm saying. Gotcha. So little Jimmy will definitely have to be little Jimmy Dietschy Hill. Oh, okay. So they, so he has both names. We need our own last name, babe. I'm sorry. I think we have to yeah. invent one and just change so it. So maybe we can fuse it. What would the fusion be? Dill. Peachy Hill. Dill. Dill. That's perfect. John and Sarah Dill. <laughs> Dill sounds, actually, I mean, I know a pro skater named Dill, so that's why it sounds normal. Or Heechee. Oh, I think that's great. I think that's that great. has legs. Yeah. Sarah Heechee rhymes with beachy. Uh, Sarah Heechee. Sarah Heechee. Nice. No, that's good. Cool. I think this was a good little brainstorm. We sesh. solved it. Yeah. Thanks, Brody. Mm -hmm. Okay, a few more questions. A few more questions. We'll, For all the homies. We'll go. We'll go a little bit longer. Okay. Because, you know, usually at the end of these That Creative Life episodes, I have a Q&A. But now we're just doing a Q&A for the entire thing. People are getting to know us, John. Ah, oh, John Hill. And you know what's fun? These John are gonna. These to are you. yeah, John. <laughs> these are gonna be like fun secret episodes for my, for the true homies. You know who tune in every Monday, listening to the audio on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, because I have a few full episodes that I want to catch up for my YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash That Creative Life, where I'm I'm posting full episodes now there after like a week after they're premiered so audio still gets the first and they still get more content because the youtube ones are a little trimmed down um but i'm gonna catch up on that on the full episodes that i haven't posted yet on the youtube channel so we're gonna do some like 
fun, cool audio episodes yeah, that are coming are. next week. Similar to this, but I want to get Papa Peach on, my dad. Hmm. And I want to talk about finance. I'd probably listen to that one. Yeah, not like we're not going to go in the weeds. We're not going to we're not going to talk about you know, complicated stuff. But what I'm figuring out what? Why are you laughing? Why are oh, it's you just giggling? funny to think like you and your dad, like having a therapy session yeah. on the podcast would be hilarious. Oh, we'll probably scream at each other for sure. Cool. We're very passionate people. That's yes, where I get are. my passion. Holy crap. Okay. Yeah. So you know that you guys do have similarities in a lot of oh, ways. Yeah. Like that. Okay. That's why I try to stay night, away from alcohol. <laughs> well, last night we were because having I know I, I and could eating be, dinner together. Yeah, very passionate. And I was seeing like, <laughs> there's like a moment where they were like, talking excitedly to each other they weren't yelling at each other they were yelling about something to each other all excited and i was like holy crap this is what sarah got from her dad yeah Yeah. when we get excited about things it almost it does come off as yelling at each other yeah yeah. well you're like like, oh my god yeah and you guys throw up hand signs and you're super elaborate and like it's so funny it was so funny seeing it yeah so that will be a really interesting podcast because i'm realizing that even though i'm not an expert on things that I think why people stay like when you see things in the news right now and it's like ah like you know I'm not benefiting or x y and z from like it's always the one percent who benefits from the stock market or whatever literally the only thing that's keeping you from the same gains of like people who know about this stuff is just a little knowledge they tried to make it intimidating so you stay where you are I know, that's so you I stay down. <laughs> I know. I got to. So why learn. can't we disseminate this information? Let's learn together. I'll and learn, learn together. I'll learn. And then everybody else out there yes. can learn with me. Because they, no they make idea. it intimidating to keep you out of the system. They really do. I mean. When it, it shouldn't be intimidating. So if my dad can be what he was for me and just, hey, dad, what's the difference between an index fund and mutual fund? What's the difference between an index fund and a stock? No you idea. know, I had that. So I had the ability to take what he said and for me to go to Google and learn more. And he he sparked that genuine curiosity. So if we can spread all that knowledge to everyone who's listening, then we're doing a good thing, right? I think so. Yeah. With me, it's like I've never even heard of those expressions. And my parents know even less than I do. And it's how you grow up. And so it does seem like it's it's they it seems like it's for a category that isn't the like we live in South poor people in South Carolina. It just seems so doesn't make any sense. So. But now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, dang it. I could have learned about all that. Right, right. Because I have a friend who's in South Carolina who's in a similar position as me growing up who is now like killing it in that and making like randomly a lot of money in trading. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're not going to get into shorting and and short term. Shorting term? uh, Short term trading because that's just a whole nother beast. And like it's if you're if you don't love it, it's just a lot. You know, we're talking about how do you make money over time by just making yeah smart decisions that doesn't take up brain space anyways so that's a little teaser to what's to come it's kind of a long teaser actually i know i kind of just rambled for 10 minutes there i just want to get people excited a few more questions get it i'm ready okay how do you decide oh well uh well, this is a funny question from Lefty Castadlis Daglis. What are these Instagram names? Man, these poor people who didn't get on Instagram in 2011 like I did. Boom. 
You know, they just yeah, don't have. Oh, I actually got John Hill. Now that I think about it, I was about to say. Yeah, brag about it, John. It's pretty awesome. It's so funny. He asked, do you get school vibes living in your parents' house? Of course. I feel like totally. a little kid again. And it's not, I mean, that's, I enjoy my family's presence and it is a homey, nice feeling, but then they just tell you what to do a lot. They don't tell me what to do, which is awesome. Yeah. Crazy Chris Gilmore asked, worst part about your job? Worst part? Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't know. You go. You go. The worst part. Worst part of my job is like, yeah, uh, delegation, but yeah. I'm making it fun and you know how i'm making it fun john how babe i'm making it a challenge because i've now changed my thought process it has now gone from oh no if i get help with my videos people aren't gonna give all you know give me the credit for making all of it because that's how i got my start it was just me and i made good videos but now that i know how hard it is I'm like, it is more of an accomplishment to be able to build a team around you that enables you to succeed and go farther. It is harder to do that than it is to be a one-man band. So now I'm like, total new perspective shift. I'm not a loser for delegating. I'm not insecure for people. You know, I'm not going to be insecure about people like, oh, you didn't edit this. You're not talented. I'm like, bruh, I got almost 10 years of videos that I can point to of like talent. So uh, yeah, I'm over that insecurity and Got now it. it's like a challenge. So the worst part I'm trying to make fun. The worst part for me, I think, which isn't even that bad. First of all, I want to say that might be cause it's such a privileged answer. It's like the, some, some videos will get a lot of attention and I don't think I am built for a lot of attention. Hmm. I don't think I am. I, I think if, that's very self-aware of you. I think if I one day just became like a humongous celebrity and which would never happen because I do not have that ambition. So it would be an accident. But if I created something that the world got into and then people on the streets would recognize me and be like, yeah, which does actually happen sometimes now. Yeah. I would be depressed. Like really? I genuinely think I'd be depressed. Yeah. Because now. Okay. Let's. Good to know. Never go into acting or anything. Exactly. I, well, but that's the thing. It's like even with the videos we make when we go to skate parks, you know, pretty much every time I go to a skate park, if there's people there, they'll say what's up. And they'll be like, hey, which is yeah. really, really, really cool. But I can feel myself sometimes being like, <laughs> I don't know, like I like to be very alone a lot of yeah. times. Like, it's I mean, that's very why we're good together. Exactly. We can be alone together. Exactly. But And I just turned on the fan, guys. I'm sorry. Texas is way too hot. So you're going to hear a little bit of a hum. <laughs> And sometimes I feel weird allowing so many people's opinions to shift my own opinion. And if I make a video and I had a mindset during it and then all the comments are somewhat contradicting or maybe opposed to my idea, not in a bad way, just saying like, oh, have you thought about this and this and this? I'm like, I feel like my mind is being controlled by the masses. Like I start getting weird. I know that's very weird answer, but that's the worst part for me. And it's not even that bad. It's actually not bad at all. It's yeah, just, you just have to worry about not getting part. famous. Yeah, and, and everything else about it, I genuinely <laughs> like a lot. Okay, guys, listen. I just can't get famous. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So stop I, watching my videos. Don't, no, keep watching my videos. Can't, I can't take the fame. No, that's, I feel like if it was any more, I would care yeah, yeah, myself. Yeah. Right now, it's awesome. Like, I love yeah. some attention for sure. Yeah, no, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. It's cool. You know, it's so funny. But it's not even bad. It's just yeah, the yeah. worst. Not bad. You get this question a lot. And someone asked on Instagram that, are you Filipino? I used to get that all the time growing up. Yeah. No, I'm half Korean, half American. 
Yes. Is that right? Because I used to when I was or half Korean, half like uh, Caucasian, half okay. white. Because like, Korea yeah, oh, is like a country a and America of... is a country. And Correct. I'm half of each of those countries. Well, it just depends. Yeah, it's just if you're American, you could be any color under the sun because that's, that's America. True. But so I don't identify like, as the colors. I identify as an American. Okay. All right. We're going to move on to... I'm American. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Last two questions from Degatama27. Good job, babe. Degatama27. I am... This is... I, thank you for all the question, guys. You guys rock. Very... It reminds me... It really puts some actual faces to the numbers that we see on Instagram, you Boom. know? What's your favorite thing about living with John? Well, let me think. What is my favorite? I know what it is for you. Wait, wait, I'm going to answer. And then you can tell me what, what your answer is. My favorite thing is like at the end of the day, coming home and like, or just staying at home. But then when dinner comes around, we always like watch an hour of TV and eat together. And then we always beat each other up and snuggle. Yeah. So snuggling and watching TV. Is that? What do you mean by beat each other up? <laughs> like, like we always like. Are like, we jokingly <laughs> fight all the time? It's just like you just I, left it out I there. I said that pretty casually, yeah, you didn't did. I? Oh my gosh. Like we, I don't know. I come, like literally just being here with Jeannie, my mom. Growing up, we would always just like grab each other in a headlock yeah, and we're, like we're jokingly and like fake, very aggressive with yeah, each other and it's we're very hilarious. aggressive it's so hilarious. it transfers over to john where i'll just like jump on his back or grab him and slam him onto the bed and then okay it's not it's and then <laughs> let's all in not, good fun all in good fun let's not slip some innuendo is that how you say that word innuendo innuendo thank you it's just good old classic fun. My answer was a little more philosophical. It's basically just like your cure for loneliness is just to have someone there constantly. Oh, that's wow. That was my idea. It's just like, you know, well, I, sometimes I'm like, am I not, am I limiting you? But do you ever think about the fact that you and I both used to have to try really hard to go out and be around people and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And then now I mean, I'd probably be hanging out with more people for sure. But I enjoy our time. A lot and I value it, but I would like for us to hang out together with other people a little bit more, even also, if it does cause you anxiety, because I enjoy that. Yeah, no, you and I make decisions based on what is more fun and better for us. So the reason we hang out with each other instead of other people is because we genuinely enjoy that time more. Yeah. But there are a lot of relationships where people slip into a thing where it's like they're just stuck in this thing with the person. Yeah, it's and not feeling it's stuck. Not, yeah, no, not at all. It's just more fun. Last question, which I think is a good one because a lot of people ask this because just the crazy times that we're in. From at Hamilton69 underscore. Noise. 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 What keeps you guys motivated? I'm struggling to. You first. <laughs> God. What keeps me motivated is... I have to keep paying New York City rent, so gotta keep those Yay! videos going. No, I think what keeps me motivated is just a mixture of that. Like living in New York City keeps me pretty motivated. Like building a life with John keeps me motivated. Aw, baby. Yeah, and then building new things keeps me motivated. I'm excited about Switchboard. Totally. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, my answer is similar. Building new things or, you know, building bigger and better. And I just love genuinely exploring the vastness of the universe. And the more you learn, yeah, 
Yeah. I mean, the more you learn about everything, the more, I mean, the larger the world becomes. And for me, that's always an exciting thing. And I, I say this, the same thing with skateboarding. The reason I fell in love with it is because there are so many things in life that will expand your vision in front of you, right? Like with a skateboard, you see a curb, you park in front of the curb. That's all you've seen it for your whole life. Now you're a skateboarder. That curb, mm-hmm. you can go up it, over it, across it, down it. It becomes infinite possibilities. And then you're yeah. like, let's film it. How do you film it? Infinite possibilities how do you edit it it goes on and on and on so my world has always just been constantly expanding and it compounds on top of each other and for me it's very exciting just to see how big i can make the world itself and i'm telling y'all that's what motivates me it would be really interesting to understand what it's like to be in john hill's brain because it's very creative and it's very i don't know you come up with stuff that i'm like what what so i feel like it's it's uh exciting to just i don't know make stuff because you draw a lot too and you make worlds and i'm telling you i'm calling it now one day john's gonna have his little little marvel universe i'm sure that would be cool (laughs) that'd be cool i'm into it we could still live in new york if that's the case yeah it's banking on you yeah you gotta build the ip now you gotta build your startup so we're both working on it all right I'll work on that. You work on that. And we'll be fine. One of us has to succeed. If we both do, that's just a bonus. But if both of us fail, I blame you. If if one of us succeeds, that means we can be in New York, Texas, and California. We don't have to choose. Totally. There we go. Although, I don't know if I ever want to live in California. I'm just being honest. We could go there a lot. I wouldn't mind having a place in Long Beach. Yeah. In the future. But But you don't even like Long Beach. I don't. Yeah. So Santa Monica, I guess. Oh. Or Playa Vista. That'd be nice. That's oh, a little too Molly for me. Wait, no, Playa Vista. I thought you were thinking about the apartments, Playa Vista. No, idiot. Oh, I'm Do sorry, you hear? babe. Okay, I'm see? so sorry. See? Okay. Well, Smell my feet, babe. Stop. I think we're leaving this on a really bad note. I'm trying to resurrect it. You got this. Um, do you have any other nice things to say? Yeah. I mean, right now, everyone is struggling yeah. in this situation. And you're not alone, guys. Not even slightly. Everyone, you're not alone. I mean, not only are people feeling a little demotivated, people are literally stopping working in any creative process altogether. Yeah. And it's tough. It's very tough for everyone. So yeah. just understand that the world is right there with you. And mm-hmm. if you're one of those people who are like, man, the world's getting ahead of me and I'm, I'm, I'm going backwards. No. Yeah. We're all there. Yeah. We're all struggling. And screw all the those people that are like, Shakespeare wrote his greatest uh, content during the Black Plague. Those people too are, <laughs> once they say that line on the internet, they go to sleep. And honestly, like, like, I did my part today. And honestly, bit. you know what is really probably behind that? What? Is I think the people, because I don't want to shame people who are putting in the work and they're seeing this as an opportunity to get ahead in life. I think if you can have that motivation, that's great. But do not shame yourself and feel guilty for not being able to work every now and then because it's hard. We're not just being asked to like work from home. It's like working from home during a pandemic. It's hard, right? And the people who are going to come out of this, I think, are the people you know, better off or come out of this having built something are just the people who can every now and then put one foot in front of the other. Totally. You know, it's not going out of your way to be a Picasso. I think those people literally just put, I know, I know. The point I'm trying to make is just the people who progress daily, John, Yes. who take every day and say, what is one thing I can accomplish today? 
that's true progress. You totally. don't have to solve ever all of your problems in one day. Just like Jeannie says, how do you eat an elephant, John? One piece at a time. But why would one, you eat an elephant? I, that's right? a good point. That's a good point. But I think that's a good part to leave off on thank you so much bnh photo for sponsoring this podcast you can check out all of the links to my podcast gear in the show notes below i love these mics that we're talking on right now me too i mean i think they sound pretty good and i think the audio quality has just been great this is the only gear that i brought these are the sure beta 58 a's i always have to look at it for some reason i can't remember that name i'm such a noob really yeah it's pretty easy yeah okay thanks john um but the combo of this keeping it close to your face ha put a pop filter on it and then just plug it into zoom h6 it's like game over and you're like podcasting you like feel britney like spears. a you feel like britney spears because That's of these I mics right yeah now. and bnh is still taking orders they're still sending out product to people you know maybe the shipping takes a little bit longer but the sh they're still doing it and then if you live in the tri-state area you're gonna get shipments pretty quick i think other people are you know they're they're having to delay shipments but bnh this is their job right to get your to get photo video podcasting audio gear to your face and gosh darn it they're gonna do it they rule i love them with a passion yeah and if you're cool. in new york seriously visit their place holy yeah. crap i mean they can't right now not right now because it's closed that but was the most thrilling thing that i saw when i first in new york yeah like, they're super anyways, it's crazy right yeah um but they can still pick up product do a pickup i know that. just wear your mask obviously wear some gloves and pick it up and you're good yeah. to go I know. They, they sell laptops. They sell iPads. They literally sell all technology. Yeah. Your voice just cracked. No, it was intentional because I'm oh, arguing you wanted with to. You. I'm trying to show my you're fury right arguing now. Arguing with me. Well, agreeing. That BNH is the best? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Well, all links are in the show notes below, including John's. Everyone, let's just give a round of applause for John Hill for coming on That Creative Life. Thank you so much. You can check him out on youtube.com slash John Hill. And also at John Hill on Instagram. You're really easy to follow. And yes, then at John Hill Tube on Twitter. Yes. Thank you for being on the pod. Of course. Do you want to plug your anime podcast or something? I'm going to say no. Okay. But it's because you you'll find if you find John Hill on YouTube, everything else I create, you can find. And okay. ironically, my second channel right now is doing better than my main channel. But that's yeah. just a freak of nature. Million yeah. Views just he, now. Wow. Million. Congrats, babe. Thanks, babe. He has a second channel, Progress Daily, where he makes videos about other skaters. And that's popping off. Yeah. About his videos team. just hit a million views. Dang, son. Which is crazy for me. But John anyways, Hill, just Progress John Hill. Daily, yeah. Intro to Anime Podcasts. Dude, he's making. If you like a dude who can't figure out what he wants to do and just literally makes a bunch of stuff, follow John. Be, yeah, skateboarding okay. and illustration. So, John, I think we need to. Oh yeah, illustration too. I think we need to end this and go shave your head now. Okay, go. guys. Every Monday. See Stay you then. tuned. Subscribe. That I'll creative miss you life. Until then. Goodbye. <laughs>